Now, I want to teach, I want to bring the word of God to us. You know, there's something that I've said so many times, and I want to repeat again. The principles of God are always the same. Circumstances don't change God. And at this time, I want to tell you this. The, what will sustain us are the very things that are fundamental and primal to our relationship with God. What will sustain us? What will sustain us at this time are the things that would have sustained us no matter what had happened. Listen, listen to this. Our sustainers must be based on what is constant and not things that are temporal. The thing is, our methods might change. Our procedures might change. The way we carry our stuff might change. For instance, this is Sunday service, and instead of us being in church together, for the time being, we are here right now. Our methods might change, but the word of God is the same. And I'm afraid for people who are trying to, to, to adjust the word of God to fit into the situation, bringing in stuff that are not fundamental, that are not primal to our walk with God. Listen carefully to this, my brother and my sister. If we believe that God doesn't change, if we believe that he is the everlasting God, the same yesterday, today, and forever, we would know that the word of God will not bend because of coronavirus. The word of God will not bend because of the pandemic. The word of God will not change because of what is going on. We can only stand on the word of God to deal with our present situation because the word of God is the same. Let me say that again. The word of God is the same, it's everlasting. And what we need to do is to align ourselves with the word of God. The word of God doesn't bend around to align itself to what is going on presently in our lives. That's it. It doesn't matter who is saying it. It doesn't matter what anybody is saying. The word of God is our guarantee. The word of God is our foundation. The word of God is the constant. The word of God. The Bible says great peace are those who love your Lord because they cannot be stumbled. They, they cannot stumble with anything. Nothing causes them to stumble. Wow. The word of God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The word of God. So I want to talk about walking with God. Walking with God. I start with Genesis chapter 17, and I'm going to take us through uh, a few examples today from the, 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 the Old Testament and the New Testament just to give us a solid foundation of God's desire that we should walk with him, walking with God. Genesis chapter 17, I read verse 1. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. Abraham, Abraham, not Abraham, Abraham before he became Abraham. 
Abraham, at 99 years old, had an encounter with God. And this is amazing. And the most important thing on God's mind, listen carefully to this, the fundamental things, the most important thing, the primary thing on God's mind for Abraham was this. Walk before me and be blameless. From the beginning of time, God had always looked for people who would walk before him. Because this is the reason why God made Adam and made Eve to walk with Adam, that both of them would walk with God. So from the very beginning, God had always wanted people who would walk with him. And that's why I want to show us some examples from the Old Testament as we gravitate towards the new. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham. The Lord appeared to him and said to him, I am almighty God. In case you don't know who I am, Abraham, let me tell you, I am the almighty God. You are 99 years old. I don't know what you've done with your life for 99 years. But listen to this. This is what is most important for you, Abraham. This is the most important thing. I am talking to you, the almighty God. This is what is most important, that you need to walk before me and be blameless. This is the heart of God. You could have done whatever you want to do all your life, Abraham. Abraham. <laughs> I don't know how you've lived your life, whatever you've done for 99 years, you've tried your best, you've tried to be good, you've tried to, you've got it wrong and all of that. He said, listen to this, I want to tell you specifically, I am almighty God, walk before me and be blameless. It's straightforward and it's just very concise. So, walking with God is very fundamental. I read Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 12. And now Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? Israel. What is it that God wants from you? What is it that God wants from you? Beyond everything that you could want or you, you, you would like to offer. What is it that the Lord wants from you? He says, the Lord wants you to fear him and to walk in all of his ways and to love him and to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Oh, Israel, what is it that the Lord requires of you? He wants you to walk with him. That's it. He said he wants you to fear the Lord, walk in his ways, love the Lord. God wants people to love him, glory to God, to serve the Lord with all your heart and with all your soul. Listen to this, no matter what is happening, the standard of God doesn't change. 
The standards of God doesn't change. Methods and procedures might change, but the standard of God doesn't change. And however we're going to do it, even at this present time, in all the pandemic and the lockdown, whatever is going on in the world, God's requirement is basic, is straightforward. He just desires, glory to God. He wants people to fear him, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to love him, to serve him, and with our heart whole heart and with all our soul. Glory to God. You know, I don't know how you see this, but I see this as a passionate desire from a loving father. I don't know how you see this, but I see this as a passionate, as a passionate desire from a loving father who is saying, this is the reason why you are here. I just want you to walk with me. I want you to love me. I want you to serve me. I want you to follow me with all of your heart. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 uh, I'm giving you, you know, like, like I, I've said this, you know, I, I want your faith not to be built on, the, on, on, on what I say, what, not to be built on my words. Um, I pray and I trust God that these words, God will use them, but I want your faith to be built on what God is saying to you. I want your faith to be built on the word of God. I don't want you to get out of this place and just talk about what Pastor Lacon said. I want you to go beyond that and begin to talk about what God says. And that's why I'm telling you a lot of scriptures. For the Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says, for we are his workmanship created, glory to God, in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And I'll read 1 John chapter 2, verse 6. He who says he abides in him ought himself to walk just as he walked. To walk just as he walked. He who says he abides in him. Walking with God is a divine requirement. It is not just a mere advice. It is the perfect will of God for all of us. It is the desire of God. It is, it is the desire of God. It is the will of God. It is the purpose of God. It is the reason why you and I, why we're on earth. Walking with God. In our sojourn on earth, most important thing is to live a life that is both pleasing and acceptable to God. You know, many people want to experience God. Many people want to experience the power of God, the anointing of God, the blessing of God. Many people want to experience the protection of God at this time. Many people want to experience the security that God gives, the blessing, the anointing, and all the good stuff that God gives. Many people want to experience that. That is great. That is beautiful. And you know the truth? The Bible says if God will not spare his only son, Jesus Christ, how will he not with him freely give us all things? How? Oh. 
Blessing us, it's not a difficult thing for God to do. God has been blessing all of us. The reason I'm talking to you right now is because God has blessed me with a voice. God has blessed me with health. The reason you are able to listen to me right now is because God has blessed you. And we are like, you know, listen to this, any how you look at it, God has been gracious to you. And not just to those who serve him, not just to those who come to church or who went to church or those who were online or those who call themselves Christians or those who are genuinely born again. Not, not, not just for all of those people. God has been good to all mankind. God has remained good. The Bible says he's such a good God and his love is everlasting and it will cause a sun to shine on both the good and the wicked. God is good. So, blessing us is what we live our life for. Receiving from God is what we live our life for. But listen carefully to this. That is not what God wanted us to live our life for. God wants us to walk with him. And the beautiful thing is this. When we walk with God, just exactly what happened to Abraham. God said, walk before me. When we walk with God, the blessings will follow, but listen carefully to this. When we walk with God, the blessings will follow, but it's not going to stop there because when we walk with God, we'll be able to produce the blessing. You know the reason why a lot of people have to run to their pastor, a lot of people have to call their prophet, and a lot of, uh, there are so many charlatans who want to make use of people? Because listen to this. Because we have exalted the blessing more than the blesser. We exalted the blessing more than the one who gives the blessing. You see, a lot of people are excited about the miracle, not excited about the miracle working God. A lot of people are excited about what he gives, but not the giver. They just want to twist his hand and get some stuff from it, but they don't really need him. That is not the plan of God. Blessing us is never, never difficult for God. God can bless anyone that he chooses to bless. You can read through your Bible and you can find people who are infidels and even who were greatly, greatly blessed. Nebuchadnezzar was blessed. Cyrus was blessed. Herod was blessed. There's so many people that were blessed. Nimrod was blessed. They had a lot of things. But they did not understand one simple thing, that blessing us, it's not difficult for God, but what is important to God, the heart of God, is not just that we receive blessings from him, but that we walk with him. God is more interested in walking with us, in us walking with him, than for him to just hand over stuff into our life. And listen carefully to this. When you begin to walk with God, Abraham, he didn't stop there. Abraham was so blessed. Abraham became a blessing. Until today, we still sing Abraham's blessings are mine because we believe we can tap from everything that God has given to Abraham, of course, through Jesus Christ. I don't know if you're following this. So, working with God is his desire. He wants to bless you, God. He wants to heal you good. He wants to deliver you, praise God. But listen to this. He will do all of that. And the utmost desire of God and the end of all things is that we walk with him. Glory to God. So it's not hard. You want to be a blessing. It's not hard. And God is not a taskmaster. 
Let me say that again. God doesn't ask you to do anything except that he has created you with the ability to do it or he has given you the capacity to do it. God won't say, walk before me if it is not possible. So if God says, walk before me, it's possible. And as we go through this series, I'm going to show you how we really walk with God, how, how we can walk with God. So walking with God is the heart of God is the heart cry of God. It has always been, it will always be, because that's the reason why we are here. The Bible says God will come down in the cool of the day to our fellowship with Adam and Eve because God wants people to walk with him. And he has not changed his mind. No, he hasn't changed his mind. Exactly the way God worked with Adam and Eve, God wants to walk with you now even in a better covenant through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So what does it mean to walk with God? I've said a lot, but I want to just make something clear before I go to this, some of the examples that I will go through for today. Walking with God is living a life that pleases God. Allowing the Holy Spirit, listen carefully, because we're going to get to all of this in details. Allowing the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us into everything that pleases God. Working with God, it's, it's, it's living a life that pleases God. As we allow the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us into everything that pleases God and all that he has foreordained for us. Hallelujah. So when we walk with God, our lives are purposeful. When we walk with God, our lives are purposeful. Our lives gladdens the heart of God. God delights in us because when we walk with God, we are exposed to the very reason that he had created us. So, working with God, listen, I want you to understand that this is really serious. So, working with God is allowing the Holy Spirit, you see, to lead us, to guide us into everything that pleases God. And then our life becomes more purposeful. Our life gladdens the heart of God. And we do exactly that. And we work in that, you know, in, in, in that purpose and in that plan that God has created you and I for. Working with God is fundamental. Listen to this. Thank God for your job. Thank God that I'm a pastor. Thank God that you are a doctor. Thank God that you are an accountant or a lawyer. Thank God that you are a business person. Thank God for all of those things. Thank God that you are a student. Thank God that you are a child. Praise God for all of that. But you know what? What joins all of us together to the desire of God is when we walk with him. God wants each and every one of us to walk with him and to be with him and to stay with him all the days of our lives. Oh, wow. I see this as a massive privilege. It's a massive privilege. It's a massive privilege. It's a massive privilege because when we walk with God, we align ourselves to the desires of God. When you walk with God, you no longer walk in darkness. You walk in the light. Hallelujah. John chapter 8 verse 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again saying this. I am the light of the world. Look at this. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness. 
but have the light of life. Glory to God. I'm just God. You, you, you know, the word of God is so powerful. Jesus said that he who follows me shall not walk in darkness. Lord, help us to deliberately and intentionally follow you. Lord, help us to deliberately, to intentionally follow you. Lord, not to be carried away in our own ways, not to be carried away in our own ideas, not to be carried away in our own personal desires and selfish interests and self-interest. But Lord, teach us. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness. My brother, you, are you, are you, do you feel like darkness is all over? Walk with him. He's calling you by his grace, by his power, by his anointing. He's calling you right now through his word. Walk with him. Do you find darkness all around? Do you think things are so hard? You don't know where you're going. There's no direction. There's no plan. Nothing is working. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know how you're going to do it. Listen to this. It's human to feel like that. It's human to have a little bit of confusion. But you know what? One step out of just being human and walk with God. And Jesus said, if you follow me, you will not walk in darkness, but you will have the light of life. Is there anybody confused? Walk with him. It is a great privilege that we could walk with God. That's the way I see it. It is a great privilege. It's a massive, massive privilege. And I want to say, Lord, by your grace, Lord, I want to walk with you. Lord, I'm walking with you, not by power, but by your grace. It's a great privilege. What else do you want? What else do I want? To be called by God to walk with him. Hallelujah. What else? From the beginning, I told us about Abraham, and I, I want to talk about a, a few other examples, just for you to see how important. Men have been working with God. Men are still working with God. That is God's desire, and that's what he wants from all of us. And I want to invite you to join the company of people who are working with God. To join the company of people that no matter what goes on on this earth, their focus is on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. I want to welcome you into this company. This is where I want to belong. This is where you want to belong. This is what God wants us to do, to walk before him, to walk with him, to live that kind of life that excites you, to walk in light, in, not in darkness. Hallelujah. Jesus said, if you follow me, you will not walk in darkness. Glory to God. He said, but you will have the light of life. Glory to God. You will have the light of life. There will be illumination around you. When there is confusion, you will find light in the midst of confusion. You will find light in the midst of darkness when you follow Jesus. You can follow man into the ditch. You can follow man into darkness. You can follow man into destruction. You can follow man into losses. You can follow man into outcry. You can follow man into a lot of things. But when you follow Jesus, Jesus said, you will not walk in darkness. You will find the light of life. Okay, let's look at it. A few examples today. Enoch. Enoch, Enoch, that's, that's uh, if you want to search about working with God, Enoch, Enoch will always come on. And I want to say something about Enoch now. 
and then later on uh, I will I will dwell on uh, a little bit more on Enoch and show us some of the lessons we could learn from Enoch that are very very you know uh, you know that would help us in our work with God so that our work with God can produce results and our work with God can generate the kind of results and everything that God wants us to generate Enoch so uh, I talk about Enoch Genesis chapter 5 verse 24 the Bible says and Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him now this is so you know I remember as a young Christian I, I used to get really scared with this you know <laughs> that you know if you really walk with God maybe one day you're just gonna get you're just gonna disappear <laughs> you understand what I'm talking about because you know so walk with God God took him but we don't have time maybe next week I'll tell you God took him because Enoch was living in a generation that you know that was need for separation and it's a typology of sanctification he, he walked with God and he was separated from the rest come here among them and be separate you see you know what with God and it was not for God took him God took him God took him where God took him to himself he became sanctified became separated unto God glory to God so Enoch walked with God and it was not for God took him Enoch so walked so walked with God that God took him and the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5, that he had a great testimony. He had a great testimony that he pleased the Lord. How can a man walk with God and God not be pleased? It's impossible. Lord, help me. How can a man walk with God and God not be pleased? The Bible says he had a testimony that he worked with God. He had a testimony that he pleased the Lord. We should talk more about Enoch. When you walk with the Lord, when we work with the Lord, <laughs> in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. Jesus said, when you follow me, you will not walk in darkness. You will have the light of life. Glory to God. He not walked with God. He had a testimony that he pleased the Lord. Noah. We know a lot of things about Noah. And a lot of people have been talking about Noah, even in this pandemic, that Noah was locked down. You know, and all of that, you know, thank God for the word of life and the word of God. But you see, there's something here that needs to, people need to understand. What is it about Noah that is easy by the grace of God for you and I to tap into? What is it about Noah? What, what was the difference between Noah and the people of his generation? What was it about Noah? How come God's, you know, uh, 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 you know, God, God singled out Noah in the same way that Enoch walked with God and he was not. What was it? In, that was in chapter 5. He walked with God and he was not. And now in chapter 6, when you know what happened, the Bible said this is the genealogy of Noah. The Bible says, listen to this. I'm reading Genesis chapter 6 verse 9. This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man. Glory to God. Every time I read the whole testament and I and say somebody called just, I become envious. Because listen to this. Envious. I, 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 I'm just thinking, God, in the Old testament, somebody was called just. And we have a better covenant in Christ Jesus. Because we are justified by the blood of the Lamb. 
glory to God. We are justified by the blood of the Lamb. This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generation. And I want you to take note of that. He was perfect in his generation. Noah walked with God. Noah was found to be perfect in a generation that was evil and perverse. Noah, because you see, you need to understand before Noah was singled out, it was because Noah singled himself out first. Before God called unto Noah, the Bible said Noah was a just man. He was perfect in his generation. He was perfect. He was perfect in his generation. Glory to God. He was perfect in his generation. And Noah walked with God. Noah walked with God. He was found perfect in his generation. A generation of evildoers. A generation of perverse people. He was found perfect perfect in his generation, so much more that God singled him out for deliverance. And God kept him from the destruction and saved his life. Let me tell you something. Where is do I want to be? We can quote that scripture many times. Listen to this. When you walk with God, Jesus said, when you follow me, you will not walk in darkness. You will find the light of life. Noah walked with God. Noah walked with God. Noah walked with God. God singled, singled him out and delivered him from the destruction. Delivered him from the problem. Delivered him from everything that was going on. Because Noah was walking with God, it was easy for Noah to follow the instructions and the word of God. It was easy for Noah to know that God was trying to tell him something and to obey him and to do all of that. We're going to look into all that more. Noah walked with God in a professed generation. Glory to God. Two more. I've already told us about Abraham. Hallelujah. You know, Abraham, Abraham, Abraham. I've told you about Abraham, but let me read this scripture again about Abraham. Hebrews 11 verse 8. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Abraham so walked with God because now he was Abraham and he worked so much with God that God was calling him to go somewhere. And Abraham carried his load, carried everything and started moving. Glory to God. Zacharias. Let me move to the to, to, let me move to the Old Testament of the Scriptures. Zacharias. Luke chapter one verses five to six. Zacharias. You know Zacharias, the father of John the Baptist. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest. A certain priest. There were so many priests. A certain priest. Named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in 
all the commandments and the ordinances of the Lord blameless. Glory to God. And they were both righteous before God, working in all the commandments and the ordinances of the Lord, blameless. There was a certain priest named Zacharias and his wife of the daughters of Aaron, Elizabeth, and both of them. It is actually possible for you and your house to work with the Lord. Oh God, help us. The dad will not walk with the Lord and the rest of the family will be found wanting. That mom will not walk with the Lord. And the rest of the family is found one. And Lord, teach us. The Bible said both of them here now, they had no children. So that was the entire family. The Bible said both of them were righteous before God. Both of them were righteous before God. Walking in the commandments and the ordinances of the Lord blameless. You need to understand how it was serious that Zacharias actually walked before God. Because uh, at this time, let me just take you to a little bit of Bible history. At this time, the last open word was in the days of Malachi which was about 400 years old at that time. Yet this man and his wife were living for God. Listen to this. This is very, very important. It does not matter the time you live in. Noah proved that. Enoch proved that. It doesn't matter how much you know it doesn't matter what is going on around you that is so difficult and is so hard. It is possible to walk with God even in times of trouble. In a word that is extremely individualistic, in a word that everybody wants to be the God of themselves, in a word that we all think I can do whatever I like and do it the way I like. In a word where selfish interest and selfish ends, it's the foundation of most of the things that we do. In a world where people just want to please themselves and fill their belly and give advices to governments and parastatals, but sometimes we can guarantee the sincerity of it. But in all of these turbulence, we can walk with God. And Jesus said, you will find light of life. All these men that we spoke about walked with God against all odds. Noah was in a perverse generation, but it was perfect. Abraham didn't even know what was going on. God just appeared to him and had to introduce himself. I am the almighty God. All right, you don't know who I am, but this is who I am. Walk before me. Zacharias lived at a time there were no open word of prophecy or the word of God for about 400 years, but somehow he was able to grasp enough to walk with God as a priest. All of these people walked with God. And one thing I want you to know is this. Enoch did not walk with God with anybody. The Bible didn't talk about that. When God called Abraham, God called Abraham directly. And when God spoke about Zacharias, he specifically mentioned Zacharias and specifically mentioned the wife of Zachariah. And he in fact told us the genealogy and where they were from just to be certain and specific about who they were. And this is the lesson. Walking with God is an individual 
You can complain that your pastor caused it. You can complain that your wife didn't allow you to work with God. You can complain, young people, that, oh, it's my mom's fault, it's my dad's fault. You can complain that it's pandemic fault. You can say it's because of coronavirus. That's why I stopped reading my Bible and stopped fellowshipping with the brethren. You can say any of those things because, listen to this, God, God has made it such that fundamentally our work with God is individual. We're going to learn from ourselves. My purpose as a pastor is to equip you. My purpose is to impart you with knowledge and understanding and gifts and the revelations of God is to tell you, my, my, that's my work, is to equip you for the work of ministry, is to equip you to work with God. That's the work. You see, that's what I'm doing. That's my calling. That's my job. But on your own job, in whatever you do, whatever we all have to do is that we all need to work with God. We all need to work with God. It's individual. It's personal. And that's why what you're doing right now, you're getting equipped. And that's why it's important to connect to stuff like this and to listen to the engrafted word of God which is able to save your soul not sweet talks not 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 popular words not things that would get you excited and make you feel good no the word of God will get you excited the word of God will make you feel good and not just feel good the word of God will make you good and that's the work we're doing right now because it's individual. You must seek the Lord for yourself. You must walk with the Lord for yourself. You must desire to walk with him for yourself. And all these people against all us, when it was difficult, many of them didn't have what they were looking for. They continued to walk with God. Zacharias and Elizabeth had no child at this time. They continued to walk with God. Abraham, no child, continued to walk with the Lord. They, they, you, you see, different experiences, different positions, they continue to walk with the Lord because it is an individual thing. The question you need to begin to ask yourself, and the question that the situation around the world is placing on all of us that we have to be genuine and sincere about asking is that do I have a personal relationship, a personal work with God or am I building on what they say, what he said? Am I building on all of those meetings and programs and all of those things? This is the time to really ask yourself what is my faith built on? What is my faith built on? Oh yeah, you can't go for that revival meeting right now. You can't go for that crusade right now. You can't go for that miracle, miracle seminar right now. You can't go for that breakthrough seminar right now. Does that mean that your life is put on hold? What's your faith built on? Working with God must be personal. It must be individual. It must be what you decide to do by his grace, by his power as he leads you on your path. There will be distractions. There will be obstacles. But these things cannot stop us. Hallelujah. These people didn't have the privilege to live among the best of people, but they stayed with God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. There's something I want to say here. One or two things before we close. I want to quickly give us two more examples in the New Testament. And I want to talk about Apostle Paul and Peter. 
in John chapter 6, verse 66 to 69, there was a time that Jesus Christ spoke in a way that people wanted to leave him because he was too tough for them to take. And they wonder, what is he talking about? What is this guy doing? From that time, many of the disciples went back and walked with him no more. Because it's not just today, people have always looked for popular opinions and popular messages. People want systems and structures that are not built on the word of God. And people want all those systems of the word applied to stuff for them to believe in. But listen to this, it will not stand the test of time. From that time, many of his disciples, these are the disciples of Jesus, they went back and they did not walk with him. They walked with him no more. The left. Then Jesus said to the twelve, Oh, I'm telling you, walking with God is very, very individual. If you watch people around you, you're gonna get you, you, you might mess things up. Jesus said to the twelve, Do you also want to go away? Do you want to leave me? You can go to church now. Do you want to leave me? Nobody to follow you up. Do you want to leave me? Nobody's going to drive you to church. That's you only come to church because you have a free ride. Do you want to leave me? At this time, do you want to leave me? That's what he's asking. And Jesus turned to them and he said, do you also want to go away? Do you also want to stop walking with me? Am I too tough? Are things too difficult? Is it wrong to say the truth? Do you want to walk? But Simon Peter, you know, I like when the Bible is very quite specific. The Bible said Jesus turned to the 12, but one person answered. Jesus turned to the, it's very individual. Jesus turned to the 12, but one person answered. But Simon Peter answered him and said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. You have the words of eternal life. In other words, Peter was saying this. We're not following you just because of bread. We're not following you just because of the miracles. We're not following you because of all that. What will make us stay is because we know that you have the word of eternal life. It doesn't matter what I tell you. It doesn't matter what anybody tells you. It doesn't matter the principles that you are taught in church. It doesn't matter how many steps to break through that you've learned. It doesn't matter all of those things. What matter is this? Is this the word of life? Jesus said, when you follow me, you will not walk in darkness. You will have the light of life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The word of life. The, the, the Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe and we have come to know that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Working with God is personal. You must have a divine encounter. It must be your resolution. It must be you by yourself. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Anybody here saying that? The Lord, where do you, where, where would I go? Where would I turn? You alone have the words of eternal life. We've come to know and to believe that the arm of flesh will fail. We've come to know and believe 
the man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. You have the words of eternal life. We have come to know and to believe that everything will pass away, but not a jot of your word will pass away. Working with God is individual. And so Peter said, we're going nowhere. We go nowhere. And you know, I want to tell you this. And that was why even Peter denied Jesus three times. There was something rooted in the heart of Peter that won't let him go. Glory to God. Three times he denied Jesus. But there was a revelation. There was an encounter that Peter heard. And the devil lost it. Because Peter had a deep-seated relationship with God. That even when things went wrong and he ran away and he denied Jesus three times, the encounter that Peter had with an understanding and a revelation but the power of the Holy Ghost stayed with him. And when everybody left, Peter said, we're not going because we know you are the word of eternal life. Glory to God. What about Apostle Paul as I begin to bring this to a close? Apostle Paul walked with God and walked with God. It became so tough. Prisons and moving from one prison to the other. Started with the high priest and then moved to the king and then the king to the governor and then from the governor called the king and then moved into Caesar and then went to Rome and then had a shipwreck. Now, his life was tough. But I want to read something that he said to King Agrippa. Acts chapter 26, verse 19 to 20. Paul made it clear that it wasn't that I just like trouble. It wasn't that I just want things to be scattered. I just have to stay and walk with God. And why was that? Peter said, Paul said, I heard an encounter and I know in whom I have believed. And he told Agrippa, therefore King Agrippa, Acts chapter 26, 19, 20. Therefore, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but declared I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. In other words, listen to this, King Agrippa. I have an encounter with God. I know in whom I have believed. He told them the story. He said, I was on my way to Damascus. I was on my way and then and then I was on my way. And then the light of God shone. I saw the light. I heard him. He spoke to my heart. I experienced him. I know what I'm doing. I am not stupid. I am not mad. I'm just following the vision and the encounter that I have. And he said, therefore, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but I declare first to those in Damascus and in Jerusalem and throughout all the region of Judea and then to the Gentiles that they should repent, turn to God, and do works befitting of repentance. There are things personally that I'll remember and humbles me no matter what goes on. There will be trials, there will be challenges, there will be downtime, there will be times that you are just a little bit confused on asking questions and praying, and you want to say, God, I want to just understand better. All of those times will come. But you know one thing, if you know in whom you have believed, and your root is planted firmly in Christ, you will walk with him, 
regardless of what is going on around you, what is going on against you, what is going wrong in your life, what is going wrong in your home, what is going wrong in your business, what is going wrong in your finances, no matter what is going on, if your anchor is in Christ and you know in whom you have believed, you will walk with him. Hallelujah. Paul said, I'm not disobedient. Peter said, we go nowhere. We have believed. Oh, my God. Peter said, we, we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. What do you know? Where do you stand? I wanted to invite someone to join this broadcast next week. Because I'm going to take it on. And your life, like I said at the beginning, when you walk with God, you're not just going to have blessings in your life. You will produce blessings because God will do great and mighty things through you. The same way he did great and mighty things through Paul and Peter. And back into the whole testament through Noah, through Abraham. He will do great and mighty things through you and through me. It will go beyond our strength. It will go beyond our weaknesses. It will go beyond everything as we completely rely and submit ourselves to him. It's God's desire that you walk with him, my brother and my sister. And I want to tell you something. How can you walk with him if you're not in agreement with him? And that's where we're going to take it up from next week. Because now, for you and I, through Christ, we can walk with God. Listen to this. By his grace. By his power through the Holy Spirit. You're not going to count on your own ability. You're going to count on the ability of God. And you're going to fully rely and depend on him. So that you can walk with him just as he wants. God loves you so much. God loves me so much. And that's why he wants us to walk with him. And as you walk with him during this time, you will not walk in darkness. You will not walk in sickness. You will not walk in pain. You will not walk in despair. You will walk in the will of God. And Jesus said you will find the light of life. Your life is blessed in the name of the Lord Jesus.